Chris and Philly 215 Questions Podcast, where two guys ask what the one thing is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bowen Nahr and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey, Bowen. Good morning, Jimmy. We are pleased to welcome our guest, Brianna Hansen, Campaign Development Manager at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Hey, Brianna. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Let's kick off the show. Five questions. Question number one. What's the one thing from your story that's important for people to know? So I would have to say that you people would always be like, you're very brave and you're so strong. So I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. I was diagnosed when I was 21 with Hodgkin's lymphoma. I used to get that a lot is I can't believe how strong you are and, and so brave. And I think that it's important to know that being strong and brave isn't always like a conscious decision that you make. Sometimes that just means getting up in the morning and like going out and doing the stuff that you have to get done. That can be intimidating for people. I think just doing is strong and brave in and of itself. And it's important to bring light and humor into things that are scary and dark sometimes. That's the way that I coped with my illness. And I still do it to this day. Absolutely. And not to take away from what it is you said there, but that is, there is a certain amount of bravery to even be able to say that. It's hard sometimes to not take the compliment, right? Where they're like, hey, you're strong and you're brave. And you're like, there was literally no other option. But there's no, I'm just going to mail it in while I'm recovering from cancer. You have to put your your best foot forward. You have to do the strongest thing that you, you can do. I used to say a lot that like sometimes it's easier to be sad and, and like kind of in your feelings about what you're going through. Like it's actually harder to be positive, but at the end of it, if you are able to be positive, it's going to change like your whole perspective on the situation. I talk to people a lot about it and it's going to sound crazy, but I wouldn't change what happened to me because it made me who I am today. And as you're saying, I work for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and that's my purpose in life. I think like I was supposed to be doing this. We talk a lot on this podcast and previous interviews with individuals about stoicism and mindfulness, and your answer really embodies amor fati, which is love fate, which is we can't control what happens to us. We can only control how we react to it. Question number two, what's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners? Originally, I was thinking, and it's, it's something like, you don't know how strong you are until being strong is all you have left. And that's what I would have said, probably, I'll be in my fourth year of remission in September. Now, I would say my one quote is, if not me, then who? I feel like that's kind of what I held on to as well, even though I wasn't really thinking much about it. I was going through treatment because I was asked to give speeches and talk to people about my experience as I was going through it. I kind of felt that way. If it wasn't going to be me talking about this and helping other people, then, then who would it be? And same working in nonprofit. It's not really glamorous all the time. If it's not going to be me, then who's going to do this thing that the world needs? And it ties back into what your original answer was as well. If not who, but me, and if not now, then when, right? Exactly. You got to do it. Actually, I think Doritos had a slogan a couple of years ago, if not now, when, even though I'm not sure what it was referring to as far as the tortilla chips there, but I always kind of resonated with that. Jimmy's also, his number one life quote is, uh, live Moss by Taco Bell. So he's like anything related to Any the food, burritos, yeah. <laughs> nachos, that's his North Star. Rapid fire segment, five questions. What's your one podcast? My Favorite Murder. What's your one album? OK Orchestra by AJR. What's your one vacation destination? Anywhere in Australia. What's your one TV series? Game of Thrones. 
And what's your one movie? Shutter Island. Those are some answers, right? Shutter Island is a very interesting one. Coming in hot at the end with a, a, a Ruffalo DiCaprio. Kind of second-ran film there, you know? Not a lot of people are huge Shutter Island fans. The biggest Leonardo DiCaprio fan. I love him so much. He's my favorite actor. And I think people love Titanic, which is another favorite movie of mine. But I love the spin in Shutter Island at the end. I could watch that movie every day. And I'm still, I find something new in it every day that I didn't notice before. I think it's genius. You are making me feel like I need to rewatch Shutter Island. <laughs> you do need to rewatch it, trust me. Where, where in Australia have you been before? So I studied abroad in Melbourne, and then I was in Sydney for about a week. And then we went to Cairns, which is where the Great Barrier Reef is, and we snorkeled and did all that stuff. It was really, really fun. It's such a gorgeous country. Everyone is so friendly. I mean, if you've never been, gotta go. Last thing on rapid fire, and not to get too controversial, but how did you feel about the end of Game of Thrones? Yeah, I figured that you were going to ask me about that. So I just watched Game of Thrones a few months ago for the first time ever. I couldn't get into it before, and I had my boyfriend sit and watch it with me, and I'm a big question asker, and I was like, you know, explain this to me. That was the only way I was going to get through it. I loved it, but I had heard, you know, everyone was saying the ending was horrible. I didn't think it was that bad. I also kind of knew people were talking about how bad it was. So I just was like, had no expectation. I was like, it'll be fine. Thought it was okay. I mean. I, I think it ties more into who you are as a human being, Brianna, and the fact that you were like, well, you got to make the best of a bad situation. And just to add on there, I know you had dropped the Melbourne pronunciation. Obviously, us being over here in the States, we've always called it Melbourne. But last year I learned the fact that it was called Melbourne because I was watching the show 90 Day Fiance the other way. And one of the couples was from Melbourne. I'm like, what the heck is Melbourne? That's how the pros say it over in Australia. Crazy enough, though, they're so nice over there. They would never correct you. Question number four. What's the one charity or cause that you would recommend to us? So I'm going to say who I work for, because I feel like that's a shameless plug, but the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, our mission is to fund research to fight against blood cancers, and um, but also to support patients and their families, which is another really huge thing that I think people don't think of too often, is that there are expenses and time off and things that you have to actually take into consideration when you or your child is getting treatment, and also can speak, of course, firsthand from that experience. And then Another thing that we do is advocacy. I think I was, you know, a college kid. I didn't really understand that not everybody gets fair and equal access to healthcare, and everybody should. And that's kind of what our advocacy department advocates for. I think it's a great organization, especially as I said, even if you don't know anyone that has blood cancer, unfortunately, everybody knows somebody that has some type of cancer. We are really in the market to cure all cancers. It's a great cause. And I'm happy to wake up and love what I do every day. It's great. That's awesome. And yeah, it is a, it's a terrific organization that puts on a lot of great events, too. What's the next big one that's coming up? So we have Light the Night, which is in the Philly area on October 23rd. And that is the event that my family participates in. It's really survivor-centered, honoring you know our loved ones who have passed away every year. My family comes to that one. They create a team. We walk together and hold the lanterns. And one thing that's really exciting and I think special about that one, that event that we do is they do a thing called a survivor circle where there's part of the program where all of the survivors with their white lanterns come together and stand in a circle. And I could not know any of those people at all, but the feeling of standing there with people from all walks of life, like a few years ago, I was holding this little girl who couldn't have been more than five. 
it's remarkable. So I hope you guys can come and be a part of it because it's life-changing for sure. And the last question, what's your one tip for building a meaningful connection? When you're talking to someone, listen to them to understand them. Don't listen to respond. And I think that that ties into empathy. I think every human connection and relationship you have in your life is driven by empathy. If you don't have that for one another, then you have nothing because then you can't put yourself in their shoes. And that's how you build that connection. But it always shocks me when I'm sitting in a meeting with a new salesperson and the person that they're meeting with is telling them a story. And they're like, yeah, and then unfortunately we had to put my dog down. He had a good long life. And uh, yeah, that's why I was out of work last week. And their response is awesome. Okay, so because they're just they're literally just waiting for the mouth to stop moving yeah. so they can tell them how great the product is that we're selling exactly. or whatever it might be. So yeah, that's that's so true. And I feel like that really does happen. And especially with technology and like nowadays, I think it's easy to to just not really be connected to people. Like it's so surface level. If you just take a minute and really listen, that part of like active listening where you can read people's body language, especially in a job where you do talk about sad things at work all the time. And that's, it's hard. You have to really focus on being empathetic. And that can be hard sometimes because you want to disconnect. I'll be honest about that. Like you want to disconnect sometimes to make it easier for yourself because it's draining emotionally. Yeah, it reminds me of, I think it's one of the seven habits of highly effective people. It's an, it's an old one there, but I think it always resonated with me was just being empathetic, even in your home relationships and work. Like actually try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and see where they're coming from and get an understanding of that and then way you can kind of collaborate and move forward. Best way to collaborate is to meet, meet people where they are. Great. Well, Brianna, we really appreciate you coming on here on the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. Thank you so much for having me.